you know, with her faith and helping me through that, mm -hmm. that that part of it just really, really has inspired me to want to make an impact on anybody that God puts in my path. Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Monica Evans. Monica is an assistant women's basketball coach for Murray State University. She has a passion for sharing the word of God and falls back on her faith to help her along the way. Welcome to this episode of Behind My Journey. My name is Quinn Eaton and sitting with me today is Monica Evans. Monica, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you for having me. And you were talking about how you were a little bit of a fan of the Behind My Journey podcast before we got recording. I really appreciate that, but I just want to make sure that you don't give me too big of a head before we get started because <laughs> you were saying, oh, you, you do this, this, and great, and all that stuff. So I need to make sure that I'm still on my game, but I appreciate the kind words that you, that you gave. Yes, I think this is a really, really neat. I've watched everyone that you've put on. I just thought it was neat just hearing everyone's story and getting backgrounds and even ideas and how their faith has grown. So mm -hmm. it's pretty neat. And that was the idea behind it. So it's good to see that it's kind of doing its job, its intended purpose. So uh, enough about me and the Behind My Journey podcast. This, of course, is about you today, Monica. So uh, Monica Evans is the assistant women's basketball coach at Murray State University. Starting your 27th year in coaching this year, um, fifth year at Murray State, but before then, uh, you had 22 years at Murray High School. Is that right? Yes. And then you also volunteer with the Takeoff uh, Children's Ministry at Journey Church. Yes. So you are very busy because I know I'm involved in college athletics. I know the whirlwind that that can be. So how is it that you kind of manage all of that time? Because you've got recruiting, you're coaching, you've got practices and things like that. So what is what does your day-to-day -day look like? Day to day, um, we have, you know, it depends, of course, when the, when the players are in school, most of the time they have their classes during the day and we have our practices in the afternoons. Mm -hmm. And so during the day, I mean, but it, it, it's constant. The recruiting part of it, you know, you're talking to coaches or you're talking to players and that's constant, that never ends. Um, and so, the, but then also you gotta make sure and focus on your current players. And so that time when, when they are there for practices mm -hmm. and things like that. So, um, very busy. Um, <laughs> But I do love and really feel like that it is such a reward volunteering at church. Yes, it does take time. Um, you know, you're not just popping in for the hour service and listening to Matt's message, but that extra time of volunteer. But working with the two and three year olds, I just love it. It's so mm -hmm. rewarding. And you're entering your 27th year of coaching. So congratulations. That's a big accomplishment. Thank you. Um, you probably have the hang of it by now, right? Like <laughs> it's a tough schedule, but you're used to it. It's just yes. part of your life. Yes, I mean, it's just a part of my life. I don't, you know, it, changing from the high school part for 22 years, yes, it was, um, you know, it was a transition into that, but going into our fifth year really, you know, I won't ever say you got a handle on it. It's, it's forever changing. The yeah. recruiting parts are forever changing. The rules change, things like that. But of course, whether it be at the high school level or the college level, the part for me for coaching and the relationship piece has never changed. And it, right. it, going into 27 years, I don't, you know, that's, mm -hmm. I don't feel out of this. I feel like that is one of the most important pieces is preparing these young uh, women. I've, you know, I also coached track at the high school for a little bit and I did boys and girls track, but for the most part, 
um, young women and just helping them through whether it be at the high school level when I was there or the college level of just the transition and stuff and the everyday things uh, that are hitting them with social media and all of that and try to juggle everything um, to also then preparing them for life mm -hmm. and I feel like that part is important I want we want to win games you want to do well yes but it is also I feel like a responsibility ours of preparing young adults and you're talking about the relationships that you kind of uh, cultivate as you're as you're a coach and, and helping these young women uh, prepare for the basketball that they're playing but also like you said post basketball because there is a life post basketball so we actually had Macy Turley one of your players on the behind my journey podcast a couple of weeks ago and you were kind of talking about how cool that relationship is that you've had with her because you coached at Murray High and that's where Macy played and then you got to move with her into college so of course, specifically with Macy Turley, that's a really cool, unique experience. But if you could kind of talk about that connection and then also the connections that you have with your players just a little bit more, because uh, it's a really rewarding experience, I think, probably for coaching. Yes, it is. Um, I will start out in saying just in general, just talking about coaching in general, it doesn't matter what level. Um, I will start out with, of course, I'm a huge Pat Summit fan and actually have had this made and it's in my office. but. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. And that's something that I have always, and like I said, here at Murray State and have an office, I have that hung in my office so that that is something that I make sure that it, that has always been important to me. Again, being a huge Pat Summit fan, just really took that and, and I really followed her and her career and stuff. And, um, and uh, that that's very important to me. Mm -hmm. um, in speaking of co being able to coach Macy Turley um, for as long as I have, she had just turned 13 years old. Uh, she started varsity for us um, at, Mer at the high school. And to have that opportunity to be able to coach her for four more years, now mm -hmm. with COVID, five more years, mm -hmm. um, hopefully, is actually that story is just a God thing. Mm -hmm. um, at the high school, 22 years, uh, court, uh, Coach Turner and I, and thought that's where it'd be, you know, never, never thought of anything else. Uh, we've been there through the peaks and the valleys and, you know, actually towards the end of this, um, was able to win a, st a class A state championship, make it to the final four in the sweet 16 mm. of all the schools in the state of Kentucky. And um, got a phone call, uh, Coach Turner got a phone call that, um, to ask if they, she would just be willing to sit down and talk to the athletic director at the time about being the head coach at Murray State. And she called me, and I'll never forget that phone call. Mm -hmm. And at first it was definitely fear, and it was definitely, well, wait a minute, this is all, you know, this would be leaving everything I'd ever known. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point in my life, I had been there half of my life. Yeah. And so the thoughts of that, so of course, again, and just speaking of, of, of my faith there, it was definitely where Satan wanted to, I would, you know, I would say creep in with the doubt and the light, you know, you don't know anything about the college world, you know, all you know is the high school part mm -hmm. um, and things like that. But at that point, and it was very hard for me to leave Murray High School. I loved that place, loved my years there, would never have traded anything for that but at that point it was if God was saying to me will you trust me will you leave take a leap of faith mm -hmm. you're leaving everything you'd ever known but it was like he was telling the peace that I had with it was as if he was telling me your work here's done now I just need you to trust me yeah 
and boy, did I have to trust him. <laughs> I'm sure that was a scary, um, scary jump. Yes, I, and speaking of jump, I told people, the first year I told people, I was like, it felt, the very the first year was like I jumped off of a 100-foot cliff. Yeah. And that's really what it felt like, because again, I've left everything I'd ever known. But I feel like in that, you know, there were many times that I, in talking to a lot of my players over the years, and you know, and things like that about, you know, because I did share with them and talk to them that's on those conversations and so this was like okay I mean it's easy to talk the talk but are you going to walk the walk here yeah, right. and that's exactly I mean that's where I kind of felt that it was and are you going to trust me mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of where yeah. that part of it was um and uh, and so again yes we you know we are here um you know huge shout out to Rochelle to even you know consider me you know coming with her uh, to join, you know, to, to take this leap and to join her staff and, you know, appreciate her for that. Um, and, um, you know, like I said, as far as now, the, the, the weird thing about it was, and I know listening to Macy, she did share this, uh, there was a year's gap. It was yeah. the end of Macy, actually, Alexis Burpo and Lex Mays are two other of Macy's teammates that went to Murray High that are now on mm -hmm. um, a part of our, you know, a part of our program. And it was, at the time we all, we talked about, I mean, it was hard. I cannot explain to you how hard it was to leave them for that year. Yeah. But it was in knowing, as Macy shared in hers, uh, we talked about it and actually Lex got me uh, something at the end of that when we were leaving for that year we'd be apart and she wrote on the bottom of it one for four, one for four and so yeah. that's the way we got through it and that's the way we always looked at it and like I said I, I wouldn't trade having this opportunity mm -hmm. you know to coach them four and five more years for anything and you, and you talked about the faith that it took to go from an area where you were comfortable right something something you were used to and then cha a change of scenery, even though it was just Murray State University, you know, sort of in your backyard still, but it is a huge, a huge jump. And that faith that you, you know, said, God, I trust you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. You make sure that your teams kind of are aware of that faith. And, and you, I, I would say, just based on the conversation that I had with Macy Turley, your program is very comfortable kind of sharing, or at least, I, I don't know how to say it, but you guys are comfortable sharing the gospel with your team, which is yes. something that I mentioned whenever I interviewed Macy Turley. You don't see that a lot in college programs. So how important is it to yourself and your coaching staff to be able to do that? Oh, that's huge. I will go as far as to say that um, when Rochelle, I know that when Rochelle sat down with uh, the athletic director at the time and even considering that because we have at the high school level we always incorporate that her pregame speeches there's a bible verse mm -hmm. you know so it was nothing you know and like i said in that opportunity when i got that phone call from rochelle and she's saying hey they want us to go and you know, you're going with me type thing mm -hmm. um the, if you, if you ask my players they would not i mean i you know even on maybe one of my social media things is faith over fear that was something, I mean, we gotta have that faith over the fear of allowing the fear to drive us or to keep us from doing things that we need to do. Cause that on the court, off the court, things like that. So my players have heard me say that. We've had, you know, I've had individual conversations, team conversations where that part has came out, you know, the faith over fear. And so that's why in that moment, 
when you know being faced with that getting that phone call just kind of really out of the blue that's where I knew like I said are you okay Monica it's easy to say faith over fear mm-hmm. but it, you know talk the talk or are you going to walk the walk and yeah. like I said that's where I felt like it was like okay God let's do this right you know so yes uh it, it going back I went on to the faith over fear but um that was one of the things that Rochelle made sure that she had to share with the athletic director because mm-hmm. that would have been a no I mean just didn't I can you know don't really want to usually speak for other people but I feel like I can speak for her um again coached together 27 years um in that that was that would have been a deal breaker mm-hmm. if it was where we cannot talk about this we cannot share this um Macy shared that Jared who at the high school, he came in as our character coach. We actually got in that where when we had gone to the state tournament, we took our team to the FCA breakfast. Mm-hmm. We thought that was important. They were listening to speakers and former athletes and you know ones that had played in college at that time and things like that. And we had taken them, and that's why we brought back that idea. We're like, we need, we're bringing, you know, bring Jared in. So he came in once a week there. Yeah. Again, that was something that was very crucial in a decision of whether this we could make that transition. You know, was yeah. if we can't if we can't share, like I said, share the gospel. If we can't use these Bible verses, if we're to not speak about that, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to hear, like the trust that you have in God, and then the passion that you have to share His Word and the gospel. I I think that it'd be beneficial to kind of know where all of that trust and faith originated, right? So, how did you get started? How did you give your life to God? and become so passionate and on fire for Christ? Well, um, with with crucial people in your life. And I would mm. say it's, it's, it's about relationships. It's the connect, you know, the connection. Um, growing up, I did not, I was not sitting in church in a pew every single Sunday. Mm. Uh, we, uh, I grew up on a farm, we raised tobacco. Um, so there were times that you know you were you know doing that and you didn't go to church every single Sunday um, so now we went to vacation Bible school at my church that's right down the road for me or we went to vacation Bible school with my cousins mm-hmm. at a church in Kirksey you know growing up so it wasn't that we did not have any influence my mom you know um, always talked to us about that always talked to us you know but it just wasn't that we went to church every single Sunday mm-hmm. Like I said, because of farming. Um, when I in I started attending Popper Springs Baptist Church towards the beginning, maybe sophomore year of my of high school, and I had two Sunday school teachers, uh, Carla Tubbs and Fran Garrison, that were awesome. Mm-hmm. They were uh, they poured into me. They poured into us as a as, you know as 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 high school students. Um, actually, I remember this. Uh, we were having a revival at my church and I'd been really thinking about it a lot but you know you're sitting in that pew and you're just so nervous and we we're having that and I wanted to go up front I mean and and there in that setting in the church that I was at um, uh, you had to go to the front you know you had to get up go to the front and you know the music's playing and everybody's heads down and you're you know praying and stuff but I mean you still had to just get up and walk to the front and that's a big step of faith especially well, when you're younger right yes and I mean I was you know, was probably 16, 17 at the time. And so I remember going to Carla and kind of grabbing her. And then she went with me up front and she prayed with me, you know, and I asked, um, you know, Jesus to come into my heart, forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. 
Um, a little bit of a story there on that part was um, she, so she was a she was a huge part of that foundational piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they took us to youth explosions at the time, Hardin Baptist Church. You know, different things like that. So that she just really, really poured in poured into uh, me, and really, I feel like, and then just seeing her kind of as a you know probably my age now with the young and just young you know teenagers and how she enjoyed enjoyed us being around us but just also helping us through answering those questions and maybe not understanding everything so that part of it was really neat this little story is pretty crazy um actually macy turley's grandparents attend journey and I've known them, of course, from back when Macy started playing. And just last year, Macy's grandma said, hey, I'm doing a Bible study with Carla. And she had been telling me about, you know, you going to church at Poplar Springs and her being your kind of, you know, Sunday school teacher and things like that. She was like, you know, the Bible that she had, we're doing that. She has it written in her Bible, your name. And when the day that, that you ask Jesus to come into your heart. Wow. So actually, I called her before I was going to do this interview. And I just talked to her about that. And I, just, I, I, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. And she, her, you know, she just, sh- her, her Macy's grandma had shared that with me. And um, so I called Carla and I just told her I'm getting ready to do this interview. And I said, you know, I kind of think that'll be a little neat thing to put in there. Um, and... Uh, you know again i just you know i I again reminded her just what a huge part it was that she was an instrumental piece in like who i am and um actually i saw her prior to this probably about five years ago and i'd gone through a tough situation in my life personally about seven years ago and coming out on the other side of it and growing my strength you know my faith more there and that uh feeling that connection with him uh, I ran into her at Sterling Stockade, and I just went up to her, and I just said, listen, I just have to tell because I did, would not want something to happen for her to not ever know mm-hmm. what a huge part of my life that it meant for her to pour into me. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really cool whenever those things happen, because I think uh, I, I've read uh, a book before, and I'm sure you've heard of it, called God Winks, where... Yes those little things like kind of affirm your faith and you're like, okay, wow, God really is, you know, up there pulling the strings Mm -hmm. and and orchestrating everything. So how that kind of comes full circle is a really cool story. And I'm glad that you you, you said that. So it sounds like the wise counsel that you had whenever you were younger kind of inspired you to step into that role for the people that you can influence. So specifically, you know, you've been a coach for 27 years. You really are passionate about sharing the, the word because you had people in your life whenever you were younger that did that for you. Yes, actually, like I said, you know, Carla and Fran are huge parts of who I am today. They provided that foundation for me. Also, um, two of my high school business teachers, uh, Judy Williams, and she actually attended my church. Mm -hmm. So she was one of my teachers as I attended church through, like I said, at the high school, you know, through Poplar Springs and Brenda Nix. 
also a, a huge part in, in what I would you know like to share and I share this with my with my young people but it's just as important um, you know I mentioned I went through a tough time personally like seven years ago and and uh, Lori Crouch is a dear friend of mine that has been instrumental in my adult life of faith mm-hmm. uh, she's someone that I've leaned on and know that she's going to steer me in the right direction mm-hmm. uh, she's helped me many times with the ups and downs uh, like I said in particular situation I went through I and mean, she so helped me through that um, you know, I tell my players all the time, you must have people in your life that's going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear at the time. Yeah. Because we allow, at the time that we're going through things, you know, we allow our emotions sometimes to drive our decision making and things like that. And I know Matt's talked about some things in that. But um, even as, in, you know, for all of us, I would just recommend you have to have those people in your life mm-hmm. that because... Um, I think Matt even had talked about this one time, and I know I, I talked to, again, to my, to my you know, my players and, and my young women about you got to make sure who's in your ear. Mm-hmm. You know, are those people have you at best interest? Is what you're, you know, so you have to be very, you know, really conscious about that. So, yes, because I feel like because of those people that I had in my life and then even with the rough patch I went through and then having that solid – um, friend of uh, you know with her faith and helping me through that mm-hmm. that that part of it just really really has inspired me to want to make an impact on anybody that God puts in my path yeah. and that's the way that I take this you know this job I mean I you know yes it is great and I'm very thankful to be a you know a college coach but it's more to me than that mm-hmm. It is a, a responsibility that I have that at the end of this, I will have to answer to him of what did, what did you do with what I gave you, mm-hmm. you know, and how did you impact those young people? I feel like that people that, you know, the recruits and the players that we end up having coming here, like God's put those people in my path for a reason. Yeah. And what will I do with that? Right. And God works through people. That's evident in the life that you led early on that kind of gave you that foundation for your faith and now God is of course working through you and it's really inspiring to hear that you're willing to share his word because in a situation like that where you're a college coach that might not be the most important thing for a lot of college coaches out there but it's really cool like I touched on whenever I talked to Macy to to see a college program is implementing God's teachings within their coaching and I think that that is phenomenal and I praise you know of course yourself and the coaching staff for including that and because of course there could be some pushback there could be some you know negativity that comes from people that if, if they aren't open to it but it sounds like you guys do it in a way that is inviting and is welcoming to your players so yes even like when when I talked about you know Jared coming and talking to our players we we make sure and tell them up front I mean we started this from our very first year of being there and we told them this is not mandatory you know as you know as a college athlete there's man, there's hours so many hours a week mm-hmm. that you can per se make the players be there to do weights or to do this or that and so we plug Jared in each week we also do and each coach and you know it's not really just a particular person, but each coach may take. We also take time to do a culture connection uh, piece uh, each week with our team. Uh, and with that, we make sure and tell them up front when Jared comes, like, it's not mandatory. Mm-hmm. But every one of those every chairs are filled. Yeah. And that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. 
And so, of course, you mentioned, you know, going through some tough times and then even being in leadership positions. Let's say someone that is, you know, listening to this right now might be going through something that you did or is in a position similar to yours. What would you say to them as far as like being confident about sharing, sharing the gospel and sharing your faith and your story? Um, one, like I mentioned, you got to make sure and surround yourself by the right people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be a huge circle. I, you know, probably would say it can't be a huge circle, but you've got to have, um, I don't care what age you are, you, sh- you should be able to think of those one or two people that if something, you know, you know, you're blindsided by something, you're hit with something, you get a phone call or news of something that is not ideal, not some, you know, how do I navigate through this? I feel like that piece is very very important in having those people that again have you at best interest and are willing to again to tell you maybe what you don't want to hear at the time but knowing that that is to help you mm-hmm. right and that's i mean that's great advice for anyone that's going through uh any any sort of situation where like you said it's it's not ideal or it's unexpected just to have that mindset going into it is very valuable and how would you say that you are just so passionate about your faith and, and, sh- and sharing it? Like, what is it that either happened or uh, just has, has picked, you've picked up along your life that allows you to be so open with it? Because that can be a difficult thing for, for Christians, right? You're, you're faithful, but whenever it comes time to sharing the gospel, that part can be a little bit difficult. Um, I would say for me, just what I've had on my heart about being in the position that I'm in being you know whether it was the you know I, I worked at the high school for 22 years and and you were I had you know just students come I was the bookkeeper at the high school mm-hmm. and uh, you know you had students coming in and out of that office so it wasn't just about the players or you know that I was coaching I have always taken it very serious in the fact that I kind of mentioned the phrase before, it's easy to talk the talk, but are you going to walk the walk? So mm-hmm. I have very, very, I've taken that very serious in that in the position that I'm in, and I'm not perfect, you know, so I'm, and none of us are, <laughs> and so I'm going to screw that up sometimes or, you know, and along the way I have, but um, I just think that being in that position, I, I guess you kind of even just say, you know, because it wasn't where I was just going to work and you're in an office by yourself and you really aren't around a lot of people. I've just, at a, since a young age of me coaching this long, you've just really had a lot of people. And again, those students at the high school, those players, even these players that, you know, they're 18 to 22 and they think they're grown, but, <laughs> um, but they're watching you. Mm-hmm. You know, what will you, you know, they're watching every move. And I've always wanted to be a good example for them. And again, I'm not perfect, but I've always taken that part very serious mm-hmm. of, you know, making sure that my words line up with my actions. I think that's huge. So again, as I go back to the situation that happened to me about seven years ago, um, I was at the high school, of course, and you know, everyone knew. I mean, everyone up. So I mean, I knew that every one was going to be watching to say, well, how's she going to respond to this? Yeah. You know, how's she going to respond? She's going to react, she's going to respond to this. How's this going to go? And it was, it was tough. 
Um, I got blindsided with some stuff and one of the things that had came back in my mind was a game situation and talking to my players at halftime and you're down, you know, we're, we're down at half by eight. We're down yeah. by 10. And standing in front of them and saying, okay, now what are you gonna do when life doesn't go your way? Are we gonna fold like a cheap tent or are you gonna find a way? And when that situation happened to me, of course, one, and you talk about having, you know, the courage to, to, to share is when that situation rocked my world and my faith strengthened because I had those people in my life that helped walk me through that. Mm-hmm. When you have been through a situation that you know that it's putting one foot in front of the other and, and God leading you through that, and then you do see on the ro- down the road coming out on the other side. Yeah. Then when you've had a situation and experience like that happen, I don't know how you don't, you know, how you don't. Like, I'm sitting in this chair today and I'm able to, you know, I'm very thankful to be a part of that program and to be able to coach these young kids and, and be able to serve these two and three-year-olds and things mm-hmm. like that um, to be that example. Yeah. And it's really cool to see that you are one of those people that is leading the younger generation. And I think a lot of people are going to benefit from that just from knowing you. And I think a lot of people are going to benefit from hearing your story. And I thank you so much for sitting down and taking some time to do this, Monica. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining the Behind My Journey podcast and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. And good luck with your season this year. (laughs) I appreciate it. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.